Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Channeling Ascensions. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my co-host, Christina Hill, with her beautiful entity, Afella, is here. And we have another guest, if you've listened to him before on my show, Cliff Simon, an actor from Johannesburg. You probably know him as Barr from Stargate, if you were a fan of that, plus numerous other roles that that he's done. And today, we're actually going to be talking about the art or the gift of channeling when you are an actor or a performer? Is it something that you just step into? Is it something that you allow to happen to you? What is it? So each one of us has just written a little paragraph here, which I'd like to start the show off with. And then from there, we can just let our wings fly. So my contribution is this, performing is an art, a gift, a skill, but it is also something of courage. Putting yourself out there for all to see is something that requires a great deal of faith in who we are, in our gift, and what we stand for. How much channeling is done in order to bring such artistry to the stage? And is that what we are channeling, our gift into being? And Christina says, we uh, see famous actors and actresses channeling the role that they're stepping into. And we are awarded and praise their talent, individuals, uh, individual talents for their unique ability to step into that role. This type of channeling requires total nudity of self, total requ- uh, re- relinquishment of ego self, and a fierce courage to be seen. The performance turned into beingness. It is a spiritual practice that we can all embody into our daily channeling and meditations. We can channel the bee, a dolphin, a puppy, or a higher self, or even a song we love. And Cliff's contribution is this. One has to channel all energy into what one loves. If that is done, then the one is prepared. One's natural gift will show itself. He said, I've had the opportunity to live a varied life and to have achieved in multiple areas. I've been told I'm lucky. I firmly believe there's no such thing as luck. I believe in staying disciplined, staying focused and staying prepared for when that opportunity arises. At my age, I have realized that I wasn't necessarily a gifted swimmer or a gifted gymnastic or a gifted dancer or even a gifted actor. I realized that my actual gift is discipline focus, training, and preparation. By channeling my gift, I found a certain measure of success in my life. That's very beautiful. We found a certain um, level of success in our life. And I think that's actually something that we all are looking at, isn't it? It's not measuring the gift um, by somebody else's standard or by somebody else's achievement. It's by our own measuring that gift of what we feel we've achieved in our life and stepping into that beautiful presence of being. Now, Christina, you are a performer as well, a singer. And uh, please, I invite everybody to go back and listen to Cliff's show with me. You'll find his journey, literally from training to be an Olympic swimmer, to uh, working in the Moulin Rouge, writing a book, to being on Stargate for for six years and many of the other roles that he's doing. Please go back and hear his story. But both of you are performers. And 
people look at performers and think, oh, they're just super ego or this or that. But when you really do look at the performers that have had the longevity, that have been around the long time, the chameleons that can step into a role, and they never lose their own identity, but they always take on the identity of their role. I believe they're very much stepping into that channeling of that being. Um, the character they're meant to be along with the merging of who they are. But you're the performers. I'm not. So I'm diving into both of you today and swimming in your waters like the audience and learning more from you. So I'm going to throw it over to Christina, my co-host first, and just uh, give us your perspective there, love. Let's start the ball rolling. Ah, thank you. Like you say, get the wings, get the air under the wings, get the momentum yeah. <laughs> going. Thank you so much for being on with us, Cliff. And um, I, I, my looking at your portfolio, your resume and everything, it's, it's, it's gleaming with light. It's so much adventure. So much adventure. So yes, I, and I've also been a gymnast, uh, you know, oddly enough, I, I come from a strong classical dance ballet uh, background in gymnastics and sports. I have to agree with you, Cliff, on something you said about the discipline and then the preparedness so that one is continually uh, moving forward, advancing, pushing themselves physically, mentally, spiritually, and that we're primed to step into whatever opportunity arises in the moment and, and we stay very grounded, rooted with the self. I find that this is a very youthful way to live as well. It's, it's just perpetuates youthfulness. Um, then we, we blend and we, we move with this like the chameleon, like Sarah pointed out. How do you feel about that, Cliff? Uh, definitely. No, I agree with that. It's all about being ready and prepared. Um, that's why I say, you know, luck is, yes, I, I believe in being in the right place at the right time. But if you're not prepared for what's about to be given to you or offered to you, yes. you're not going to get it. So, you you know, living in Los Angeles and, and working here, we, you know, on shows, I see a lot of people coming to Los Angeles, a lot of young actors you know, young hopefuls, which is fantastic, following their dream, coming here, but they're not doing enough to prepare themselves and train enough mm. for when they go to that audition and they're liked, but they don't have the experience behind them. Mm. They need to be ready for that to be given to them. Otherwise, they won't be used, you know? Mm. And that comes from my days in the, I think it all started with me, well, it kind of solidified after I finished in the military because the military, even though I was a swimmer and gymnast for a long time before I went in, the military taught me about self-discipline and courage and determination because you can only, you, you can only go, what's the word, you, can, you will only know how far you can go yeah. if you take yourself as far as you can mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to go a lot further than what you think you can go to know where your limit is. Everyone has limits. Mm. And that's what the military taught me. And I use that in my day-to-day -day life. I use that in acting. I use that in, in whatever I do. I use it in talking to people. I use it when I'm out surfing with the dolphins or I'm kiteboarding. It's, I push myself as far as I can go yes. before I hurt myself physically or mentally. <laughs> But you hit on a word there, courage. 
And, I, you know, a lot of people will look, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't get up on the stage. You know, I tried my, my thing at it. And the thing is, I don't retain lines because I'm a very organic person. Put me up there and ask me to speak about something, no problem. But actually have me remember lines was just, you know, one of the things that wasn't my thing. But I come from a theatrical background. My mother was a stage performer. And, um, and I looked at her discipline behind it. But she was a person that in her own life was quite insecure. But when she got onto that stage, a certain strength and courage and persona, she stepped into herself and she took on that role. And you could just see her expand into it, you know, just step into it. And that strength, that courage of being this other person was something that she didn't always mirror in her own life. And I think actually we do see that a lot, don't we? We see people do extraordinary roles and then we expect them to be that person. And then you actually you meet them and you go, Okay. <laughs> Maybe vastly different. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, especially to, to bring it back to acting, because that is what I know. You have to fail a lot to get courage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more you fail, but get back up on your feet and try again and be determined to get again, that's what builds courage within you. And that's what builds the courage as an actor to walk on set, learn your lines. Yes, you're very confident. And very vulnerable at the same time yes. with an yeah. industry that experiences that. I come across, if I'm talking to a room of 2,000 people, they think I'm the most you know, confident guy. But <laughs> the confidence, like you say, when your mom stepped on the stage, she became this person. Yeah. And that's something that's innate in you. It's something inside mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel so vulnerable, yet you show this amazing confidence. You are confident but you're also insecure at the exact same time. It's such a hard thing to describe. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the one saying I love it's you know, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. Right. It takes, and it's <laughs> the courage to continue that counts. That's what counts. Yeah. Like being an actor and going to auditions the whole time and being turned down 99% of the time. Mm. It takes courage to keep going back. And that's, those are the kind of people that make it. It's very easy to give up on things, whether it's in any business or acting or any sure. Very easy to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But then it's not meant for you. Yes. Right. Gift. That's it's just, so It's true. another path. I mean, we certainly know that, don't we, it's Christina? So We've true. A lot of winding roads to actually get to the road that is yours. And, yes. um a lot of rejection, a lot of tripping up and a lot of, uh, you know, hammering you down at times as well. And it's, the, it's how do we find that own inner strength and courage to stand back up and continue down the road. And then, okay, this path isn't, isn't for me, which path is, and just keep mm-hmm. redirecting. Mm-hmm. And I know you know that one, Christina, but yeah, you, were, you were a singer. I don't know if you are still singing. I, if you've got time for it now with what you're doing. I, I do. I mean, I do it. I do it more as a hobby, <laughs> but I used to do live performances a lot. And of course, being anyone being on stage or anyone coming from a performance background understands the total nudity that is required mm-hmm. to absolutely let it all go and come full center and channel that courage, channel that being, really getting into that role. And we've seen time and time again how actors, actresses, that they're awarded for this because they're able to awesomely channel whatever role it is they're portraying. It's not even a role anymore. It becomes them. A they are it. it. 
and there's just nothing else that exists. And that kind of commitment to me is phenomenal. It's, it's, a, it's a great, it, we don't call it channeling though, we call it acting and, mm -hmm. um, and portraying a role. But to me, when I see that, um, and it depends on what you're channeling, right? So you could be portraying or channeling a very beautiful role and that's going to, I'm convinced it's going to impact you on some level in your personal life. And then on the opposite's the case. You know, we've seen actors and actresses who've, who've channeled roles and they simply cannot step out of that and, and they have these negative experiences in their life. They're, they're literally channeling these things and find it difficult to, to step away from. So I, I believe that... They've lost themselves. They've lost yes. themselves in the role. I, I think, though, there's, that's genius. I mean, that is a, a very beautiful, um, you know, higher connection is happening there either way with the good, the bad, you know, whatever it is, but we're channeling and then we're able to connect. It's a higher level of intelligence. We're, we're able to activate this, these inner resources. And Cliff, as you mentioned, this, this requires, you know, the, the courage to fail and then the failure, the failure, and then the drive and finding out, testing the body, finding out how far the body will go, what your limits are. Very often, though, I, what I see, at least with clients in my own private practice, is that we need, we need coaches and guides and, and healers to help us continue to examine and push ourselves. Uh, if we're to do it on our own, and there's, there's very few people that I've met uh, that are that powerfully disciplined to drive themselves, right, to keep, to keep continuing on. So mentors, coaches, it becomes really important to have that extra support, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, talking about talking about that, and then being, you really are as an actor, you're stripped naked yes. when you walk into a set, and you have a hundred people on the set between the crew and sound and everybody else, and you're now totally channeled and believing that you are this character because you have to believe that mm -hmm. yes. to make it real. Even yes. if you're playing a science fiction character like I did Ball and Stargate, he still has to be real. Right. He has to be real in my mind for me to be for the viewers to see me as believable and what I'm saying uh, as they have to believe what I'm saying. Otherwise they're not going to be immersed in the show. And so you really do, you strip yourself naked of everything of who you are and take on this character. And that's who you are. From the second I step into a studio, I'm no more cliff. And that's where you find like good sets and good directors. They talk to you, not as cliff. They yes. talk to you as the character because they know they know where you are at in yes. your your mind <laughs> and if i'm playing a character they can't just walk up to me and go hey cliff listen blah 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 it takes me completely out of the space where i should be yes so when you find great directors and great co-actors as well you you can stay in that zone to a degree because you have to yes so, it's like maintaining that energy that vibration you know it's like you're you're in it and you're wafting in it and you maintain that and and sustain it that's i i think that's true beauty when we can when we can get to that point and yeah. it's a well, phenomenon as well i mean your vibration changes so you become mm -hmm. this this role you know and, and it becomes you yeah, and you're actually on a wavelength aren't you you've, yes. you've tuned right. into a particular channel and that's what you are channeling you're channeling that character mm -hmm. and you know for someone to come in and take you out of character you know it's hard it's like a writer you mm -hmm. know when they start writing 
you know, they're pouring it out. And so many um, writers I've interviewed where we have said the characters jumped off the keyboard. They wow. became, you know, and I was discovering them as I'm typing them. Yeah. So I'm sure as an actor too, when you step into a role, initially you have a point of view of what this person is going to be, you know, along with the words on the page and oh. what the character is meant to stand for. But then it's also allowing that person to actually come out of you yeah. and become something that hasn't been written that's innately in you that's been channeled that makes you even more than what's written on the page well that's the whole idea about acting is it's, it's yeah <laughs> really not about what's written on the page yes about yeah what's coming out of your eyes and going back to believing what you're doing and mm. it's all about we all know acting is reacting but it's all about when that camera's on you and you don't have dialogue yes. that's the important time because yeah. every little expression, every little glint in your eye is picked up. And people watching the show will imagine what you're thinking. Mm. They will have different views of what you're thinking. But yeah, if you're not in that space and you haven't channeled it, uh, it's not going to come across. You're just going to be a blank face. You know? Yes, yes. And people I, I would also oh go ahead sorry sorry no, no go ahead go ahead you go ahead I'll oh, carry this thread afterwards <laughs> people pick up on the nowness too it's total mm. being in the now embracing this nowness is another fantastic thing I, I enjoy that when I do see films I don't watch tv very much at all I'm not in the news or any of that but it, I, when I do watch phenomenal um, being rather than acting it's more being you'll see these moments of silence where it's it's total nowness, yeah. total spontaneity, and you just feel that, and it's it's just lovely to see uh, the involvement of humans that were able to capture that. I don't know if these actors or actresses identify that as being, or or what that is, but but I think it's really cool that we can see this. People sometimes they ask me about channeling and this whole channeling thing, and I just guide them to different examples, you know, where we can actually see actors, actresses do phenomenal channeling. And not a lot is being said. There's not a lot of dialogue. They're simply, they're, they're there. They're animated. They're, they are it. Mm, but you know, on that note, that's exactly what it's like. I, I find acting, like most of the stuff that I do, whether I'm doing, whether I'm on the water or whatever, it's kind of a form of meditation. Ah. None of us, we all strive to live in the moment. Mm. Most people out there don't, or they can't, or they don't know how. You always have something you're thinking about, what happened yesterday, mm -hmm. what's going to happen tomorrow. The one thing with being an actor is when you're doing a scene, you're living in the moment. Nothing mm -hmm. else matters. You're not thinking about, oh, I have to go do shopping tomorrow. or <laughs> So we're very lucky to experience that. Yes. And, I that's, and I do call it an addictive part of acting. It is, it's one of those things. Once you... When you speak to actors, they just love their work so much when they're working. <laughs> yes. And I think that's the reason why, because we live in the moment. Mm. And when I finish doing some good work, like a day on set, and I go back to my hotel or I come home, you have this complete feeling of serenity and calmness because it's, it's like I've been in a meditation mode the whole day. Yeah. Um, so we're very lucky to feel that, you know. So acting living in the moment without a doubt and, yes. and we all have to strive to try and do that so we don't waste time you know life's a gift don't waste it like yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. i feel the same way i mean i feel very blessed i feel the same way because channeling 
with the work that I do as well is just, it's a treat for me mm-hmm. to be able to hang out in the now where life, I mean, life unfolds and happens now, spirit time, or we can call that spirit time, now time. Right. There's no other time than that. So I agree with you there. It's, it's a lovely meditation at the end of the day or at the end of our retreats uh, or doing sessions with clients. It feels as though I blessed myself with this gift of presence. And it's rejuvenating. It's revitalizing. People ask me sometimes, when you connect with the fella and you do what you do, what happens to you? What do you, where do you go? What does that feel like? And it's, it's literally like being in the waiting room of heaven. I mean, it's just awesome. It's, it feels great. And there's, there's this peace that, I mean, we can't really describe it. There's this peace. I imagine it if you're hanging from a cliff. Oh, here we go. If we're hanging from a cliff and, and we're in this zone, right? And, and I know people who climb rocks, you know, their life depends upon it. They have to be in the moment. There's an exhilarating feeling, right? You're so focused. You're so in the now and your body's relaxed. You're you're there. Uh, I imagine it's the same way when you're on the water cliff. It's like that presence. It takes over the body, the mind body, and you're in this meditation. You feel great at the end of the day. So it is a true blessing uh, that we can bring into our life, even if you don't have one of these professions where you, you can bring meditation into whatever it is you're doing and make that your mindfulness practice. It's going to feel great. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Be it, right? Bring it into what you are doing. Um, as you know, I kind of do the channeling on these shows when I yeah. get into a groove. You know, it's the, <laughs> the floodgates have opened. comes yeah, out. And, very good. And, uh, you know, when I get into a show where the... I just recently did a show on cosmic love and, uh, um, mm. and it was wonderful because we really could talk about um, really higher dimensions and get into that talk. And, uh, and it, it just suddenly I felt there, the wings I'm flying, I'm, oh. I'm in my beingness, my element and just allowing myself to be, and obviously not on guard mm. when you are a performer and you have a role that so many people love, like bar was just, you know, I'm sure anytime you go to any of these, um, uh, events people are just all over you yeah. you have to stay into that role don't you they're not really there for cliff they're there for the character they fell in love with mm. and it's and you have to step into that character again and be that character for them because yeah. i think uh, i know i've met quite a number of actors that love the role and i look at the person and go how did you get that role out of you? Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> there's nothing in you that I'm seeing in that. And people really uh, do identify. It's the same thing, though, when somebody takes on a role where they've been nasty, Ooh. how they receive death threats. And, you know, and, and people will not accept that they were just an actor. No, no, you are that person. Are you thinking of Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio? I'm sorry, but there's something that came to my mind when you were just saying that, because I know that's on your bucket list, Sarah, is to do one of these interviews with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I, I just remembered, uh, what was that film called? Django, I think that was called. Am I right? We're having a wobbly, yeah. Oh, let's see. Did we get it back? Yes. Yeah, yes, you're back. You just will be there for a moment. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, the, the film, um, I think it's called Django. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, there's a film that Leonardo DiCaprio did that was um, quite controversial and about slavery, I think it was. And that was a role that was... Diamonds. Was it? Um, was it Diamonds about the diamond in South Africa and West Africa? That might have um, been. I think it was uh, about slavery, actually. I I believe it was with Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Okay, that, I don't think I've actually seen that one. What, I've missed a Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. Cliff, have you heard of this film? Um, I haven't, but uh, I mean, it, it kind of rings a bell. Yes, it, it, was, it was quite, I think it was a Quentin Tarantino film, actually. Um, and I only saw clips of it, but from what I hear, it was, it was one of those lifetime, you know, you step into a role once in a lifetime opportunity. And, and I think for Leo, it was definitely, that was the case where he was really challenged because he was a slave there, owner. There was, what was it? Resurrection? It was, it's called Django, oh, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. You have to it, go <laughs> I can't believe I've actually missed that, but Hopefully, um, I don't know if you want to see it. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Yes. If it's quite violent. I can, I can of... remove myself and know that it's acting. Yes. And, um, and of course you Cliff play baddies a lot. You know, oh. you, you, we talked about this in our last show that, you know, you don't mind getting into those baddie kind of characters um, because it's kind of quite juicy. You can go and be something you'd never be in your own life. Oh, yeah. No, I love playing the bad guys because it's kind of, uh, it's freedom. You've got so much more freedom to play a villain or an antagonist than the hero. The hero, there's a certain way of acting and uh, not acting as acting, but just a certain kind of person. Whereas a bad guy, nobody can really tell you how to play a bad guy. You have to find it inside yourself. Mm. So I've always used the little, I've always tell people, they're always like, how do you, why do you enjoy bad guys and playing villains? And I'm like, well, put it this way. If, if there was no parking enforcement, would you put money in a parking meter? You see now, I wouldn't. <laughs> so that's, that's part of my little mischievous bad guy that comes out of me, like small things like that. No, I wouldn't put money in a parking meter. A bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually it's like um, the Sherlock Holmes series, the TV series, um, and the, the uh, Moriarty in that is one of the most delicious villains I've ever seen. Ooh. And that role must have been like nectar to him because he is so sinister mm. and and such a game player, and you just mm. can't help but fall in love with him because he is so bad. Mm, and we do it. fall in love with the baddies, don't we? <laughs> Always, always. It's very freeing because you're not you're doing what you want to do. You're not adhering to anyone's rules, and it's kind of like it's a good break from our daily life where we have so many rules in society mm. and certain ways we should act and not act. So when you're acting a bad guy and just being able to do and say whatever you want, um, it's very freeing. Yeah, it's very freeing. I love it. But I, I have heard some actors saying that there's certain roles that they would not take on because they're just too dark. They're too dark for them to go there. And especially if it comes to things around kids or, you know, things that are, that are really just too harmful because it's, they have to go into a dark space and they just say they don't want to open that door because it stays with them. Have you ever refused any roles, Cliff, just going, uh-uh, too far? You know what, I've, I've refused an audition because it involved, um, it involved some very um, dark gay sex. And not that I've got anything against um, uh, gay people or anything like that. But for me, it was, it didn't fit. It's like I have no problem with nudity. It depends on the story and it depends on what mm. they're trying to tell. Um, the same like kids or something, it depends on what they're trying to tell. Right. If it's going to help society, I'll I'll do it. You know. But for me, this storyline, it didn't. 
it was just bad, you know? Yeah. And I said, it's just not, it's not for me. It's not just for not me. for me anymore. I mean, yeah. I'm a gay guy anytime. That makes no difference. But the way this was being portrayed and the reason why it was being portrayed just didn't go down well with me. So I just said, More sensationalism rather than really part of the storyline? wasn't called for, you know? And right. People talk about that gratuitous sex in movies and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And you do see it so often when it's not called for. It's right. like, there's really no reason to have it, you know? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of actors have had problems with that before. And so, yeah, but I've never been offered, I mean, that was the only thing. Um, it wasn't even the movie, it was the audition, but I didn't even go to the audition because if I got it, I wouldn't have wanted to do it anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good sign following the intuition in the moment. Again, coming back to our own intuition and we, we do have to be okay with whatever we're channeling. I, I mean, we've, we're going to be channeling it, so we might as well, you know, do that, do that in, internal check with ourselves, our higher self, our guides, to make sure that this is this is what we we actually want. Is like, you know, channeling some of these other celebrities that have passed out of their uh, physical body. You see uh, some channelers that are more for entertainment purposes and less for healing, but for more sensationalism, and then they'll go and channel something you know, that later they have found is unsavory. And it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you gotta, gotta really think about where you're going to place your energy. I firmly believe guys that we, whatever, wherever our energy goes, that's where the soul, the spirit, I mean, that's where our awareness, attention, energy goes, and we're going to be meshed with it. We're going to be fused with it. So it better be yeah. uh, what we what we are wanting, what we're wanting to manifest. Something's going to manifest out of that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, there's there's a, there's a lot of movies and things. I actually just watched Come Sunday. I can't remember the actor's name. The same guy that plays the Black Panther, and um, he he's playing a, a pastor in their Christian um, big church. You know, Jesus Christ is going to save you and all of that. And he has a realization. And then from that, because it's not of the same teachings, they turn against him. And it's a true story and it's beautifully played. And, you know, here you've taken an actor that is a superhero, right? And then he's going into this beautiful, gentle role, but on a very controversial subject. Right. And, and, but it was so beautifully done that there was never any bashing. There was never any, you know, it was just purely watching an awakening and the mm -hmm. redirection because we talk about redirections all the time people mm -hmm. awakening into themselves the sole purpose uh, redirecting down a path that is truly their meaningful purpose and you could see this in this in this show i think when when we have such beautiful stories like that and will smith's a very good one at playing live people and bringing those stories to play you know he did in concussions and and a number of others it's we can see where things are wrong but it's watching that one person's conviction to put it right. And those are the type of things that, um, oh, that's ugly. Don't want to know about it. But then you're watching somebody fighting to put it right. And then they become a different form of superhero, don't they? Because they have been vulnerable enough to put themselves up there, step into that courage, face the tornado mm. uh, because they wish to change the weather pattern. And uh, without them, you know, what would we do? I, I would imagine playing those kind of roles. Uh, are, not only are you having to channel that person's um, presence because mm -hmm. you're, you're doing a live person, but also the honor behind it as well to represent the story. Um, mm -hmm. I can imagine it be a beautiful gift in itself. Oh, yeah. For, I think for any actor to play a, 
uh, a heroic figure, a real life heroic figure or a famous um, person has got to be the most satisfying thing. I haven't to now had the opportunity to do that. Uh, I would love to do that. Uh, you know so put it out there, put it out there yeah. in the ether. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I totally believe in everything in my work, in mm. everything I do, I want to be inspirational. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether I'm acting or whether I've got a kid who comes up to me on the beach, which I've had many, many times after I've been out kiteboarding and they, what is that? Yes. I want to do that. What is that? Oh. And it's because, you know, I'll sit and talk with him or I'll talk with his dad or his mom because he's so inspired by watching you. Yes. It's such a good feeling. And when I go and do these uh, appearances, conventions all over the world with Stargates and I get little young kids coming up to me and they're so inspired by what you do. Mm-hmm. That's the satisfying part for me to mm. get feedback is so amazing i don't want to be told oh you're such an amazing actor it's so great blah 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 i want to hear stuff like that yeah when i hear it from a kid because yeah. really are they just tell the truth yes. they just say it as it is you know and, and they're not really seeing cliff they're seeing the role the character that's you know they're coming to you because of the character and, and that person all, has become their hero or you know they're not saying oh i think you're a good looking guy i think you have a great body they just say, like, I love what you do. It's, it's mm. so cool. I want to do that. Yes. And so yeah. that for me is the most satisfying uh, thing I've ever had, you know, throughout my acting career. When I've had feedback like that from kids, mm. it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm. And then you feel you, you're doing good. Because often as an actor, you sit back and think, well, so I'm an actor. What good am I doing for the world? What's, what oh. am I doing? You go through all of that. It's like, well, I'm not uh, Elon Musk. I'm not taking things into space and actually an- advancing humanity. So what good am I? You know, that's the, the vulnerability coming yes. through. But then I meet people yeah. and they're so inspired by what I do and look up to what you do. And then I realized it's taken all this amount of time in years for me to realize how important entertainment is for people. Yeah. We entertain yeah. people when they are feeling down, when they've had some personal problems, maybe they've lost family members, for them to watch us, we relax them and we entertain them and we make them feel good. Mm-hmm. And that we take, we make, we put them in the now. They sit yeah. and they watch a show. They're not thinking about tomorrow or yesterday. They're watching us and just enjoying it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been the most satisfying thing for me. Yes, bringing yeah. joy to, to the lives of, of people who are yeah. wide yeah. open and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the coming away from their, their life canvas, the life story, and then yeah. channeling. That's why I think conscious TV, I'm involved in a few projects in our philanthropy work and in the projects we're doing worldwide. People are waking up and they're ready for consciousness in what they see with the eyes. What they yeah. want to put yeah. in front of themselves is potent, beautiful, light-drenched, you know, lovely stories of, of humanity development and, and learning and joy, fun, you know. The, the, I think the days of us, I think people are starting to realize that the days of us, you know, getting into all the violence and horror and, and gore and everything is that that's, I think it's dwindling away. It's on the decline. I see it as kind of dissolving away and that people very much like, you know, are opting for fresh organic foods as opposed to McDonald's. I think people are starting to now see the, yeah. the benefits of conscious, you know, vision uh, through the vision, through the eyes, because we can't unsee it. 
and they're seeing this this light coming through the entertainment. So there's now uh, I'm involved in a, a project called Think Big Lifestyle, and it's where every day of the week there's a new session of meditation or channeling. They have coaches and business uh, conscious business developers there, and you can tune in to a session every single day of the week. Um, and you pay something like you would pay for Netflix. And it's, it's literally like running all the time so that we can tune into, you know, conscious entertainment, if you will. I think it's yeah. great. But, you know, but that conscious entertainment is something that we're definitely looking for. Just like this movie comes Sunday or um, The Pursuit of Happiness, another one with Will Smith. Uh, you know, we, when we see a story that we resonate with, that could be my story. Oh, you know, I've faced that barrier and this character is doing this, you know, maybe I could try that. It is, it may be fictitious, but there's something that we see in ourselves, a reflection of our own lives in there. Why do we love superheroes so much? Why do we love people triumphing, uh, triumphing in a, in a show that they came out the other end, they mm -hmm. beat the bad guy? It's yeah. because that's what we're doing in our own lives. We're constantly facing the challenges. We're facing the, the obstacles. We're facing whatever is in front of us. And it's, we want to know that we can be our own superhero and we're inspired by what we see. But it's also intriguing. You know, a, a show that I'm very much into right now is Mindhunters. And it's how profiling came about in the FBI. And it's fascinating the layers of how a serial killer works. And I know it may be dark, but in understanding our various layers and how we we perceive and how we interact and how a serial killer becomes to be, you know, we're now opening up from a small channel into a bigger channel of allowing that knowledge to come in. Again, you're only going to receive it when you need to know it. That's the knowingness, but it's in your data bank. It's there. And instead of passing judgment on someone, they're this, they're that, we now have a better understanding of maybe the complexities of who they are or what made them be what they are. And maybe we bring in more some compassion and some love. Oh. And so I think that, you know, movies and TV shows that are, we're seeing so much more now, Cliff, aren't we? Conscious movies. They still may be fictitious, but there's a conscious message in there mm -hmm. of one that leaves people with more awareness of self, their environment, their society, but also an invitation mm -hmm. to step up and be a part of it. And I think it's uh, definitely the way we're seeing going. At the same time, we're going to have just those beautiful escapism. You know, things yeah. about sci-fi, it's beautiful escapism. Fantasy. It's the what if and the possibility, right? Uh, yeah. But go back 20 years, 30 years. What we thought possible 20, 30 years ago is already passe. We're already yeah. on to something else. So mm -hmm. nothing is impossible. Nothing. Yeah. But on that note, I'm busy involved. Um, it's still in pre-production. It's a film called El Mythia, Rise of the Astra. It's going to be a huge sci-fi fantasy series. That's actually a series of books, and it's going to be a trilogy of films, three films. Mm -hmm. um, the character I'm playing in that is called Greyfor, and he is a teacher, a very wise teacher, and who he teaches the young hero of the movie to take on the bad guys. Mm -hmm. how, do, how are we going to defeat these bad guys who have come to Earth to take over the Earth? Um, it's phenomenal. And like a character like that, it's just amazing because yeah. he's not a bad guy. Uh -huh. But the, the message you're going to get across to people who watch that, it's going to be like, I want to help. 
How can I help somebody mm. to the bad guy? And mm. the bad guy could be anything. It's just, it could be anything. It could be a disease. It could be yes. whatever you want to defeat. Just, um, yeah. The youngster that. So I, I can't wait for this to shoot this movie. I've read the script. It's phenomenal. Oh. Uh, they're actually selling tickets now for opening night premieres anywhere in the world you're going to be. Um, so it's phenomenal. <laughs> when do you start? Yeah. So, you know, that, so I'm just saying about a character like that. It's, yeah. Yes. For me, it's going yeah. to be a learning experience as well. And um, what you're going to learn about yourself doing this role, but when yes. you open up to that channeling, mm. you're, you're playing somebody of wisdom. Right. Now you can play somebody of wisdom with the words off the page and changing your tone, but right. what you're going to discover about yourself in that and allowing that wisdom to come through you, it will not be just words. It will be resonance. Yes. It will be an energy that will come through you. And that's really where it will be more transcending to the people who listen to it because right. it's, you know, obviously tone is really important. The words are really important, but if you are in your beingness, <laughs> become this role as you do you step into it but also channel yeah. yes. that wisdom in there you'll probably see yourself become even bigger than the the person than yeah. you're playing probably. Yes. Probably. Yes. Mm. i see a real teacher in you cliff i mean a real a real tall being like like just illumination so that this um and and also taking it with you and just being it also taking it with you though so that this morphs into other things uh, for you so more teaching more learning it's amazing when we channel these these beings they may be fictitious but we make them real as you said and then we take those qualities and we we channel those through life i i bet as well i'd be willing to bet too a lot of children will in seeing you in that role older youngsters perhaps maybe teenagers yeah. and things will identify with that too and will approach you as well uh that's and something to do with the elements too i i don't know if that's part of your role or not but the the elements uh for you like water and the dolphins and things i mean that's so cool you can obviously bring all of your knowledge and awareness into these roles that you're on the love clearly oh, the love that the you love. have you know, I mean, you love the roles you play, but stepping yes. into this role of this wise person, bringing that love, which you already have mm. as, a, as a natural inspirer of children, bringing that into the role, you know, yeah, you're going to glow in this. That's yeah. sweet. I think it's going to be great. And also talking about the animals, yeah, he's, uh, he can conjure up two wolves. He's, he's mm. Oh, yeah. He's, um, he conjures up these huge 10-foot tall wolves that you can ride on. Ooh, ah, you can I ride on ride them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Never Ending Story, right? Actually, I love that movie. Never <laughs> yes. Ending Story is one of my favorites. Yes, I'd love to ride on him too. Oh, powerful. The wolves, the wolves are going to re represent strength and power yes. and speed. Yes. So there's oh. a lot of... Oof. It's all this, these things going on, which is metaphoricals in there too. Miss, yeah. yeah, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, we do learn great. from that too. Is is when we take something current with something futuristic that is rooted in something mythology mm -hmm. from the past, and we bring that together with some beautiful visuals. Mm -hmm. We are literally picking the person up and tra mm -hmm. transporting them mm -hmm. into another world. Mm -hmm. And then they get a taste of that world. But also I think it takes them out of their own limitation. 
Yes. And it shows them that with imagination and are willing to step into that, mm-hmm. how you can become and spread your own wings into the possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, imagination is the most important thing. You know, kids have got imagination. Yeah. Thinking, what do I want to be? What do you want to be? He's like, I want to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he finds himself sitting in an office job and he never becomes an astronaut. Right. As adults, we, we start losing that the imagination and the playfulness and the, mm. I can be anything because we get bogged down in society and well, I have to earn a salary because I have to pay my rent, yep. and I have to pay this. So you lose that imagination mm. and that's what we give back to them. Yeah. Like, Plug it back in. <laughs> ask them, what would you like to be? I want whatever they want to be, but they're not that. Yeah. Because we lose that. So how do we, we have to strive to keep that feeling Yes. And going back to courage again, isn't it? The courage to step away from what is expected of you, right. to immerse right. you into something that really comes from your heart and your soul. Yeah. Right. And right. Just play. And still play. Act like a kid whenever play. you can. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's so true. And My nieces and nephews, they loved me because I used to yes. play with them like a kid. And yes. Like a kid, but you have to. I think it's for your own mental health. You it know? totally <laughs> is. Exactly, exactly. Well, you went into this energy field. I could feel it just then, Cliff, when you were talking about all the responsibilities and all the things that we have to do, the shoulds, the all of this, and it's a head injury. It's like a mm-hmm. injury to the head. It's like closing ourselves off, um, cutting our, our, our inner child away. But I think every day if we can get down on all fours or play, you know, go, go, if you have to go to a kid's store and get some toys that resonate with you or something that will ignite or spark or go out into nature, of course, and play with what you find there. But puppies and kittens and, and, you know, whatever it is, yes. but that we play. And of course, being around children will absolutely do it because they have no sense of anything other than play. It's like, it's playtime. So they bring out the innocence in us. I think yes. that's the thing, you know, is like, I get teased all the time because I'm a puppy lover, you know, I get into my arms and, 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 and yeah. I do that to kids and to animals. We go have that hug. Oh, you know? that's so sweet. And, and we lifts up our innocence and lifts up our spirits. And, you yeah. know, I, I don't have a dog anymore because I miss her desperately. But you know, if I see other dogs, like, can I please, can I just pet it? Can I just, oh, you know, yeah. you got to have that love because there's something about this beautiful, divine, innocent energy from a child, from a puppy, from a cat, from, from something that hasn't yet contaminated itself with all the anxieties and problems of the world that's still mm. living in that imagination and wonderment and possibility and is in the now, you know, by just, just, touching them or, or being around them, it just raises our own spirit. And we start looking at things. Why have I burdened myself with so much anxiety and worry? You know what the show I did with the nine-year-old who wrote the book, 365 Days of a Positive Attitude, um, you know, of ad- gratitude with a positive attitude, interviewing her, just simple statements. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder that just because you have this intellectual brain and all this knowledge doesn't mean you need to go and tie yourself up into a pretzel. Sometimes unfriend yourself and just go and play in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's what, if you are in a pretzel and listeners are listening to this and you're like, you know, you can feel it. And, and that's, then it's time to go play. You are allowed to play. You're allowed to have fun. This is supposed to be a fun life. 
And, and I think it's a great excuse too to just say, okay, I'm in a pretzel now, so I'm going to go to my happy space or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Let everybody know around you it's time for you to play so that other people aren't maybe criticizing you or, or kind of, you know, ah, oh, what is she doing or what is he doing? It's like, it's your time, even 10 Let minutes your silly a day. Out. Yes. Let your silly bellies out. And of course, totally. as an actor, they'll just think you're rehearsing a role. You suddenly mm. start doing your silly bellies or dancing or this and that. It's like, what role are you preparing for? Yes. Preparing for the role of life. Right. <laughs> now, I play my dog. I have a beautiful, she's a boxer pit bull. Oh. And every night we have fight time. We play every single That's night. Yes. He knows it's time to fight. And yes. we <laughs> Like I love up. that. That's great. She sleeps the whole day except for that time of the night. She rolls on her back. She bites me. We fight. And then, but that's my playtime. Yeah. You know, it's a daily playtime to be with her. Yep. And like, I know, I'm the same with animals. I love animals. I, mm. I see a dog, I want to play with it. I want to yeah. you know, hug it. And they're just fun because yeah. that's like your kid coming out in you. And just yeah. do it. And just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, I think you're channeling the dogs and channeling the animals is so much fun. Yes. They're totally in the moment. They have no, con have no concept. I have a beautiful kitten here whose name is Oceana. She has blue eyes and she runs out to the ocean. Because of course, we're at the retreat center here. The ocean's right footsteps away from the back door. And she'll run out to the ocean and she rolls in the shells and she gets on her back and she purrs. And she doesn't care about 10 minutes from now there's no, no concept of that no, that's the beauty of it children and animals are in the oh, now and right? it's so lovely and also i'll just go and I'll, I'll get in the sand with her and do the same like mimicking and channeling that same posture and the mm -hmm. purring and everything else it feels great to do this and it may look yeah. very quite odd for someone on the outside and who cares it's just like go do it and but yeah. doing it every day. So I think maybe sometimes people need a reminder on their phone to go play. Set your phone. 10 minutes every day. Playtime. But it's like if you're driving home in the traffic, you're stuck in traffic for an hour. And you think, oh, get home. I've got to do the dinner, the dishes, put the kids to bed. Yeah. How about just put on some music and crank up and sing, we are the champions of the world. And somebody... <laughs> the time to let yourself out yeah. let it all out and just step into it stop worrying about what somebody else is going to think in the next car yeah. just express yourself because they're jealous you're doing it maybe just if you're doing it so freely they're going to go you know if they can i can i'm going to start singing like whatever is your channel of freedom oh mm -hmm. i think we actually had a problem there are you back christina <laughs> yes i'm sorry i had to go play for a few minutes <laughs> <laughs> Back on yeah, yes. you, you were miming, right? I was, yeah. <laughs> I take a moment. Sorry. Yes. I got, uh, I, I got it all down, though. The, the, the play thing, I, I'm not sure what I missed there, but that it's, it's so funny, too, if you add music to it. You are mentioning Sarah listening to music. You just throw on some music, too. That's huge. Yeah. It's a huge booster because we don't have to live in the drudgery of, of those kinds of thoughts. Yeah, just no, let we, the body free. Get your yeah, boogie on, right? <laughs> totally. Be a kid for you know, every day for as long as you can. It just feels wonderful. Feels yeah, wonderful. we're inclined to take life too seriously. And I think, you know, this. a lot of people have asked me, last week I did three shows where I was being interviewed for a change. So, and it was like, what is journaling? And I said, well, you know, if you're crunched up, you can't let anything in. <sighs> take the breath, open up the chakras and allow yeah. to just allow whatever needs to come through you. And I think 
that really we can all do in life, can't we? I'm sure when you're about to do a role, Cliff, it's take the breath, step into the character, step into what the character needs to do in that moment and become. Well, we can step into our own role. You know, if we're in a particular life at the present moment that's not serving us, step into your own superheroism. Yeah. Step into what you want to be. And, you know, they all say fake it before you make it. Well, you know, do a parallel self. Um, this is what I did to get me through a few hard times. Awesome. I stepped in, into my beauty and into my, into my powerful self. Awesome. And then still I got to a point where I was like, oh, I like this role better. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, because if, if, then, then it just, it's obsolete. It, the old self dissolves away and you're able yeah. to handle this new upgraded version of yourself. It feels so much better. I truly believe that we get it from childhood is the belief somehow it gets plugged in there. The belief that we are here to suffer, hang on by our fingernails and that yeah. life is hard or that we should, we're having too much fun. That was a big one where I grew up too much fun. That's enough. Never too much fun. So Never too much fun. Yeah. Finding that version of yourself. I love the superhero. Yeah. Or even cliff, like your role, when you mentioned that I could, I was channeling that energy. I could see you in this, mm -hmm. being, this teaching position of, you know, guiding mm. others is very wise, powerful, and then the dominator of animals, you know, that transmutation mm. of energy. I think, it's, I think it's Cliff's reset. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. done these roles, but I think the role that you're about to step into and the fact that it's three movies, mm. I think that the transcendence of Cliff is truly going to be in that role. And I think it's going to be your reset to totally different roles in your life. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been waiting for a role like this my whole mm. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's gonna yeah. You know, I, I actually have um, I have blackboards around my house, and I always write on them mm -hmm. things because I grew up as a swimmer. I always had my coach every day was giving us all this positive motivation um, speeches and talks, and the whole time. Beautiful. And I just wrote the other one the other day because it's and I'm a big believer in it. But you actually have to write stuff down to yes. see it, yes. to remind yourself of it. And it says if you want to make change happen make change happen yes <laughs> yes everybody wants something oh I, you know i don't like this i want to i want to change this but they don't do anything about it mm -hmm. and you've got to keep reminding yourself the whole time like you want to change if you want to change where you are now if you want to be somewhere else in five years time you have to start changing now yeah to be there mm. so but right you know i'm a big I'm just information for people who are listening you know write stuff down Mm -hmm. Write down. I don't want to be. I want to be living there in five years' time. But you got to start making it. You got to make it now. Turn your dreams. We spoke about this last time, Sarah. I think. You yes. Know, turning your dreams into a reality. Mm -hmm. Dream is only a dream until you make it a goal. Yeah. And we all dream. That's fantastic. You have to dream. But if it's something you really want, then make it a goal. Yeah. Make stop. it a blueprint, right? Make it a blueprint. Right. I mean, as they say, you make a plan and God laughs at you. But if you put a blueprint, yes. you're showing where your heart's desire is, yes. you know, where your dream is of being. We don't dictate how we're going to get there or even what there is. Mm -hmm. But what we do do is in that blueprint is put the, the way we want to feel or things we want to accomplish or places that we would like to be. Mm -hmm. And then we surrender to allowing and guidance to right. take us there. So right. it's like let God know what you want. Right. And then step out of your way and let him show you the way. <laughs> Things will present themselves to yeah. you. 
and you'll recognize, oh, I need to do that mm -hmm. to that point. Yeah. But until you actually make that constant decision and channel the energy and your focus and everything into it, um, if you don't do that, certain opportunities will come up which could take you in that direction, which you'll miss. Yes. Because you yeah. haven't completely channeled in and focused on it, you know? Yeah. I think it's also decision making too. It's like making that decision of what it is you want, getting really specific too. And you can write that down. There, there's no rule book that says we cannot write down specifically what it is that we want. Yeah. And yeah. make the decision to simply have it. Like yeah. an affirmation would be, I, you know, I deserve the best and I accept the best now. Right. You know, and, and like this whole framework, you can rescript and, and write it however you want. I think I even talked, I did a show with someone who said, I, I wrote something down, I put it in a drawer and I forgot about it. And two years later, it manifested. It's mm -hmm. so powerful to write things down. Yeah. Yes. To do yeah. If you do it supercharged, like I would call supercharged with intention, with your awareness, even your yeah. cells of your body. If you yeah. take that paper and, and you, let's say, tape it to your water glass and you're drinking out of it, I mean, you're, you're getting really into it. It's going to manifest. It, it, yeah. It's absolutely going to manifest. And keep rehearsing it. Keep rehearsing it in your head. Yes. So if house you want, imagine yourself in that house. If you have yes. the opportunity to go inside that house, go inside the house. If it's a car you want, go and sit inside the car. Yes. See what it smells like. What does it smell like? Take a selfie, right? Take a yes. <laughs> I'm constantly doing that. I call it my parallel world, the world that I want to be in and how I want to feel in that world. I'm constantly living in scenarios. Little mini movies are going on all the time for me. Ooh, yeah, me too. Very yeah. Myself as well. Yes. This mm -hmm. is the, the best way to live. It keeps you alive as well. You really know because there's trust. I mean, there is trust mm -hmm. established there. You know that as you're doing it, it's unfolding. There's no forcing. You don't have to do. It. You just lay back. You know, take the required action when it arises, and and take the opportunities, and then right. away you go. And you just are in a better position to be an even greater creator as you continue on and on and on. It's so vital though that we find ourselves in these physical locations when we have the opportunity. So you get the opportunity to go to the house. Go there. Yeah. You yeah. must act on these inspired moments. <laughs> <laughs> for sure but that that requires belief doesn't it you know and and yeah. it's it's believing you can manifest it it's and and scientifically when you look at the law of attraction you're looking at vibrational frequency and the universe really doesn't care whether you're looking for negative or positive it's picking up that vibrational negative and every word and every tone of voice and every intent that we speak in is a vibration mm. so if you know it's if you really do want something, you have to picture it, what it is that you want, seed it, water it, nurture it mm. in the desire of it, right? It's not like, well, don't give me this. I mean, you, this is your human self. Write down what you don't want. Okay, don't even talk about that. What do you want? Mm. And then paint that picture of what you want and what you want to achieve. And then that universe picks up that vibration yeah. and will make it happen in the synchronicity of the time it's meant to happen. Don't dictate, I want it by then and I want this. No, you've, you've given your blueprint. You've shown your picture, your yeah. canvas of how you would like to feel and what you want feed it by constantly seeing it allowing it inviting it it will come when it's meant to come let it come yes you just let it come yeah. i like to call that hands off it's like okay mm -hmm. that's that's it and i step away because that's really none of our business it's 
not universe does its thing and we do our thing and we don't cross the line because then we're imposing literally imposing on universe and that's all ego too our mind loves that don't you find <laughs> i'm gonna figure this thing out i'm gonna figure Human it out want to be in control of everything yes, yes. all animals yeah. want to control people we want to control everything yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. if we feel yeah. something we want to kill it Right. Yes. 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 And you've played enough roles, Cliff, of where it's it is your character is trying to be in control of something, yeah. and yeah. you know, especially if you're a bad, <laughs> yeah, the bad character. I'm in control, and I'm going to make you do. Mm. And what happens to the baddie? You know, ends up generally with a bullet in the head or something. Well, you know, because <laughs> because that's telling us is that. The only control we have is when we let go of the control. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, that's, like that. that's really good. That's juicy. <laughs> that's the juicy truth. <sighs> yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Everybody will tell you that in every movie, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I've got the power. Well, there's somebody else coming along that wants your power. <laughs> They're going to knock you off and take your power. <laughs> Nobody's in control of anything. Mm. So, yes. yeah. Isn't it beautiful to know that we, I really honestly, you know, it sounds cheesy, corny, but it's true is that we're in control of, of ourselves, the self, mm -hmm. where we can come back our to our breath, our choices, yes, sure, the our inner breathing. world. I mean, we have, we are in the driver's seat of ourselves and no one else gets to be that, you know, for us, that we can do that for ourselves. I, I think that's true freedom. That's beautiful freedom. Yeah. And we have no control of anybody else around us, but mm -hmm. we can set the tone and the intent of mm. how we wish to interact. And I think that then changes the knob, the volume completely. If you are like the role you're about to step into, Cliff, it is a presence of enlightenment, right. of support, of love, of belief, uh, of possibilities. In order to step into that role, you must become that, which is innately within you. So all you're doing is raising your own beautiful vibration setting your own tone and reaching that out so that it is received and then it is responded to right. and that's where you have the control um, again willingness to step into that vibration then letting that vibration grow and be received and expand as it needs to but that's I think the the thing that we want is if we want people to treat us with respect be that vibrational respect of self and what you stand for, who you are, what your contribution is, and that will then be resonated back. And if it isn't, if somebody is there, you know, with the old daggers, they're not receiving you because they're not on that same frequency. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, to put it in a much simpler way, more the way I speak, is that, like, I've always said, you know, it's not up to you. Let me use me as an example. It's not up to me to say I'm a fantastic person, I'm a great actor, I'm this. It's got nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. somebody else to say that i can't say i'm a great person that's just stupid mm -hmm. somebody else must say i'm a great person it's like and or not you know so <laughs> we can, like saying we can control ourselves but we can't tell people uh that i'm anything it's mm -hmm. up to them to see me as that yeah but then that's up to you and what they see yes yes right Right, so don't demand respect, earn it. You know, yes. I've always been a big believer in that. Like, you can't demand respect, respect. And I've been, come across 
many, many people in, in my industry who demand respect. And I was like, that's the, the first thing I'm going to do when I meet you is not give you any respect. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel that too, coming from people I bet, Cliff. You can feel that kind of Yeah, and I, I, don't respect. Care, I don't care who you are. You know, mm-hmm. you're a good person and you're a decent person. I'll respect you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't yeah. give me respect, I'm not going to respect you. It's the abuse of power, isn't it? You know, the Harvey Weinsteins and everything else. We've seen that, you know, the whole Me Too movement isn't about women hating men. It's about men being accountable for the way that they're treating women, but not just women, each other. It's an abuse of power. Yeah. And you that's where the ego steps in. I'm more important than you. I can make or break you. Well, if you're going into a job, you know, going into a role where somebody says, I'll give you the role if you do this or you do that and they're then putting the thumb over of condition walk away i don't care how big the role is walk away because the price of yourself is too big a price to pay yeah yeah agreed Mm -hmm. so the bottom line is we have to be very true to who we are and we have to whatever performance we're giving i mean you look at a musician that has an instrument in their hand they are at one with that instrument. You look at a singer that's not singing technically, but singing from the heart and the soul, they are the song. Mm-hmm. You look at a dancer dancing that's stretching and re- reaching and at one with the music, they are that. And you look at an actor that's a good actor that becomes the role they are, that is because they've brought themselves, that presence into that role. And I think that's when we're looking at any form of performer a true performer that stays in the business that reaches out to us that makes us want to love them is because we see them from the inside out no matter what role they're playing or what instrument or what song we fall in love with them their inner core and mm-hmm. all that they bring to us i think it's the authenticity piece mm-hmm. sarah too is the authentic soul self that shines mm-hmm. we can shine and people pick up on that and that's that's primary that's got to be primary it feels so good to live from that place and so whatever your channel whatever you decide to channel in your days and and no matter what kind of service you provide or what kind of work that you do that you're authentic with self and that that can shine and that you allow yourself to do that and that's why we're here that's the whole point (laughs) that's where you get the longevity isn't it cliff you know, because yeah. yes, we know you're capable of doing this and doing that, mm. but it's somebody else that can play that role. But it's because you've left your signature of your authentic self is the mm. reason why they want you. I mean, for Stargate, they created that role for you yeah. because they obviously liked and believed in you. It's not mm-hmm. just a question of the good actor. It's, it's the person they want that, that then can step into being a good actor. Mm. And that's, it's your resonance is already preceding you. Yes. I've always said exactly what you say when I've had youngsters come up to me about acting and all that kind of stuff. The first thing I say to them is always stay true to yourself. It's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Mm. And yes, when you go in an audition, you have to play a character. So, because that's where they, they, they're kind of like, well, how do I stay myself if I'm portraying a character? And it's, it's got nothing to do with the character. It's how you walk into the room. It's how you interact with people and how you talk to them. They want to hire you for who you are. They already know you're at the audition, which means you can already do the job. You've been picked to be at the audition. You can do the job. They know that. Mm -hmm. We want to see who you are. And 
if you don't stay true to yourself and you try and be what you think they want you to be, that's the biggest mistake yes. you make. And you get that with so many young actors, especially coming into a town like LA. They think there's a certain way they have to act. There's a certain way they have to look. Like a protocol. <laughs> yes. And if you do look at the people that have made it and have had, like you say, longevity in the career, they're real people. Yes. They true to themselves and that's yeah. why they stayed in the industry and they haven't got lost in the in the industry by thinking i'm not good enough i'm yeah. not they haven't let anyone else determine their their worth right they they've always brought themselves to the table you know yeah. i and that's the thing is you look at uh, actors who can play so many different roles mm -hmm. and and really diverse roles but you always know it's them yeah you always know it's them because there's that core signature, but they can play a totally different role that you believe that role. You're completely immersed with that role, but you know that that core, that light inside is them. And that's what's being brought to it. So what do you as an actor bring to this character? Not you becoming the character in a sense and losing yourself. It's what you are bringing to the character that enhances the character. There is always something of you in the character. That's yes. very true. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you have to bring there's something inside you and that's what they want to see and if you're not true to yourself they're not going to see that yeah but if you see, you're true to yourself and there's something in you that's going to you're going to bring to this character that's what they want to see dialogue is just dialogue what are you bringing mm -hmm. to this person yes what are you channeling out? We talk about channeling in, but what you're doing now is channeling out your presence in that character. So just the in to the out projection. What a great self-discovery exploration that is too. Mm -hmm. Someone who is seeking the self mm -hmm. certainly uncover and find and discover if they're willing to go through that process to really come back to the authentic self. They'll discover all kinds of things about themselves that they didn't know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a blessed yeah, journey in its own right, doing that. So what, what big growth for, for the youngsters that you work around who come to you, who look to you. It's a great mentorship advice is, is that they'll be learning so much about themselves as they go out. I mean, you know, where Cliff started from, you know, swimming and then into dance and then, you know, Moulin Rouge and then writing a book and then all this other acting. It's like you didn't dictate your path where you were going. You allowed it to happen and you transformed into these other roles. Um, you know, I've just recently had my thousandth show anniversary um, on my own station, not the station I was with before. And it's when I looked at that and I thought, I've done a thousand shows. That means there's a thousand pieces of nugget of information of beautiful books in my library yeah. of, uh, that I've done. Did I, when I started off, think I'm going to do a thousand shows. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. No, as, as the, everything has come into bloom, in my orchard of wisdom, as more trees and trees are being planted, yeah. I'm now seeing what I've got and where it can go and I can expand on it. But it can only expand if it, if it expands from the core, yeah. from the root, from the centralization of the authenticity of what we stand for, from the mm -hmm. philosophy. And that goes for every single one of us, isn't it? We can expand out into the universe and beyond and space <laughs> and beyond, right? Um, but we must always keep our center, right? Oh, that's so true. I, I thank you both so much for this time, though. This has been such a blessing. I, 
I feel like we've channeled such great energy here. People will take from this uh, just so much light and love. I mean, love has been drenched all over mm -hmm. uh, the topics and everything. Very important, too, for anyone who's just willing to look within whatever they're channeling and to, to learn about themselves. And, and I think something I take away from this, too, is like always being willing to play, right, mm -hmm. and to break free from all of these you know, conditioned roles that we wear and all of it just to break free and allow the self to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, and to bring love to everything you do. Yeah. Be the love you are. Right. Pour it out into everything you do and it will be completely believed and embraced. That's the thing. Don't be afraid to love what you do and do what you love and, and share that love with everyone else. Yeah. So, my darling, so let's get to everybody's business. Um, Cliff, what are you doing next? How could people find you? Got any projects on the go that we need to tune into? Um, so... <clears throat> I have a web series called Personal Space, which we're waiting to shoot uh, ser uh, the season, the second season. The first season is up on Amazon at the moment. Called oh, Personal very Space. cool. Uh, so it's called what? Personal Space. Personal Space? Yeah. So would that be personalspace.com or just Personal Space in Amazon? Uh, if you type in Personal Space on Amazon, it's up there on, in the film section um, series. So very the cool. Available. Uh, I just shot a, for the same director, the same producer, actually, a short film called The Long Dig, which hasn't come out yet, but it's been going to some festivals and doing pretty well. Um, and then I have this big movie called El Nithia, which we're hoping to start shooting in 2019. Wow. Uh, which is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Oh. The same producer of that movie, uh, even better, well, I wouldn't say better, but nicer for me because it deals with animals. Uh, they're trying to get a movie made called Land of the Free, which is a true story about the canned lion hunting in Africa. Yes. Uh, wow. And that's, it was a true story coming from the early 2000s where there's a, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, um, uh, I've got to think of them now. I can't think. My brain. <laughs> It'll come back in a moment. So Safari Safari Club International is a very is a group of very powerful, very wealthy men who go hunting, and basically it's very corrupt for the African government and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so it's based on that. Uh, some guys were embedded in the in into the this whole hunting thing and did some uh, filming and all that kind of stuff, special ops guys. So the movie is recreating what happened in the early 2000s, and I'll be playing the special ops guy who goes in undercover to try and expose this whole thing, wow. which is very exciting. That's, um, it's gonna be great. Tippi Hedren is actually very involved with that. I don't know if you know who Tippi Hedren was. She was in the original The Crows movie. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she runs a huge wildlife sanctuary here in California for all types of uh, animals, lions, tigers, she's got it. So she's very involved in uh, animal conservation. So it's got to do with her and um, some other people. So, and uh, that's about it at the moment. I mean, I've got a lot of conventions appearances this year. I'll be in Germany in two weeks time at FedCon in Bonn. Um, and then I'll be going to Vancouver in September and Leicester in uh, November. Oh, well, trying to catch you in Vancouver. Yeah, um, yeah, Vancouver. yeah. yeah. I'm in Victoria, just across the way. Airport Hotel, September the 14th to the 16th. 
<laughs> excellent, excellent. Have to definitely stay tuned on that one. And of course, just on back to the lions, what people don't realize is that lions are being bred for hunting, for killing. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, this the thing is when we're aware of something we can step up and doing something about it so movies like that going oh, yeah. back to conscious movies yeah. of education and awareness it invites people to step up be outraged right. and you know this is the invitation of how you can change it how we can make things different and right. they're very very important to these kind of movies what's your site love so people can go find all your information that's happening so very easy it's clipsimon.com uh, generally, that's got all my information on any upcoming appearances, anything like that. Uh, I am on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter, more so than Facebook. Uh, my Twitter name is Cliff M. Simon. M for Mark. Cliff M. Right. Simon. So follow me there. I, I keep people updated the whole time with shows that are coming out, uh, interviews like this that, have, that are happening, and, um, and all that. I, I, I kind of recreate it on Facebook as well. My Facebook page is just Cliff Simon. Um, and I, I really use Twitter and Facebook just for business purposes, not for personal stuff to stay in touch with family and that. Right. More <laughs> fan based and people who are interested in my career and want to follow me. And uh, to get your book, The Moulin Rouge? Uh, that's available on Amazon. The hardcover is still available, but we've just released the, the paperback, uh, which is actually a better version to get. There's a few small changes in there. Uh, that's available on Amazon. Yeah, Paris Nights, my year at the Moulin Rouge. It's available on Amazon and available from waldorfpublishing.com. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And uh, Christina, please let everybody know how they can get hold of you and Othello. And Othello didn't come in today, but that's okay. That is okay. Sometimes <laughs> yep. it doesn't happen and it's, it's all good. You know, we're right. all in the right way. So you can reach us at othello.org. And we have here in the Yucatan Peninsula, as well as in the U.S. and parts of Canada, our retreats. So this retreat center that we have here is amazing. It's, it's in the wild, it's off the grid. We go, to, we go swimming in our retreats in these underwater cenote caves which, with mineral rivers. So if you're adventurous, if you're wanting a spiritual renewal, a rebirth, you can come to a retreat and experience life at the ocean. We, we actually do go kite surfing and we oh, wow. swim with the dolphins. <laughs> and, uh, and it's part of the reason why I was late today. The wind picks up here pretty fast. So we, we have a, we kayak with the dolphins and whatever the opportunity arises, we get out there on the water. Um, it's a meditation experience. Unlike anything else, we do channeling, we do meditation. And it's really about, it's all for the participants. It's very intimate. It's only four people that are able to come to a retreat. And we work on anything that rises up in someone's experience that, you know, whether it's a block or whether we need to go at it with hypnosis, we do tapping on the body. You meet your guides, you know, and, and you can hit the reset button literally. So it's a great way to, to be reborn and to come into retreat. I love the retreats. They're just awesome. So much fun. We have vegan food. It's 100% organic vegan food. We have a great chef here. So just you give yourself the gift. You know, if you're hearing this and it sounds good to you, uh, contact my team because that's, that's wonderful. We also do uh, Skype sessions, um, private sessions with Othella, and you can have, everyone needs a coach. Even coaches need coaches. So if you need coaching, and you want to clear away some of the old you know, cobwebs in the garage, you've got some junk in there. It's a great way to have someone uh, to work with. The channeling piece is especially potent for all different sorts of things, addictions and codependency, whatever it is that you got going on. You can find all of this and all of our free materials. We even have an online channeling course. It's one of a kind. 
And the first part of it's free. So you can go to othella.org and download our channeling course. And that's how you can find us. So all of our social media is on there. And um, we just got back from Antarctica not too long ago. So I'm, I'm kind of relaxed now. I'm a little bit more settled now. The traveling, my traveling calendar is not quite as extensive as yours, Cliff. Uh, but I'm happy to be offering these retreats. Sounds like fun, here. though. Sounds like fun. Yes, <laughs> it was. The whales were amazing. It was. I know so they're amazing. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, it's so quiet there. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Really mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, thank and that's you. um, Athella, which is a a t h e l l a. Yes. Dot org. Yes. So it's an org, not dot com, folks. And of course, oh, you're. Yeah, that's, and uh, sorry to cut you off, Sarah, that, that's another thing I should have mentioned. We're a philanthropic organization, so we give to the Water Project uh, substantially. We're funding their, their well-making and conservation of, of the water there that they do have and rebuilding those wells, so maintenance for the wells and uh, the filters that you can get there to get pure water. Those things are being done um, with, with our funding. So every person who books a retreat a or a session, a portion goes to the water project. We also do the whale and dolphin uh, conservation giving. So we have a fund for both of those things. And um, it's just something that a fellow feels really strongly about is our teachers in the water. We need to take care of them because they're here for us. And the water of the planet, it's, it's a really big deal these days. Make sure that everyone has access to pure, clean water. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, if you wish to donate to any of that here on uh, Channeling Ascensions, on the bottom of every show we do is a little banner. Mm -hmm. It says that you can support the sanctuary and, the, and that money goes towards helping other families be able to go to a retreat or supporting, um, you know, the, the dolphins or the water or anything else. So, um, you know, it's all about support. Every single one of us can just, you know, our little drop in the ocean, yeah. <laughs> we can just contribute with the support. Yeah, well, uh, if I can just say, uh, mm -hmm. I've got to mention, uh, I'm a big, I'm very involved with the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society. Oh, wow, Cliff. Yeah, I work a lot with those guys and I know them all very, very well from Australia. Wow. And the work that they do. I mean, you, Christine, I'm sure you know. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, you know, please, they work totally on donations. They do yes. amazing work. They're amazing <laughs> people. Uh, and without them, you know, without the oceans, we will die. So Yes, exactly. And know. what is their link, um, Cliff, so people can get out and support them? You know, if they can just Google Sea Shepherd Society, mm -hmm. what they do in each main cities all around the United States and in Australia, they have their own offices. Um, but just go to Sea Shepherd. They have websites. They sell a lot of gear as well to raise money. Or yes. you can just do donations and, and see what they do. They've got all their videos out there. And I'm still waiting to go on a, on a mission with them, you know, three months to the Antarctic. Yes. Uh, I just have to find the time to do that, but I can't wait to do that. You got to do that this year, Cliff, because you're going to be too busy filming next year. <laughs> I was just going to say that <laughs> it's got to be this year, not next year. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and, thanks for that. Thanks. I just wanted to give them a bit of a. No, most certainly, because that's what it's all about. You know, it's not about us going in like space things off to another planet because we've ruined this one. It's about preserving the planet here. And on that note, please check out my eco sideshow on eco solutions, on a criminalization um, of any fracking or any harmfulness to the, to the planet. It's going to be a criminal uh, a global criminal law that will go after the people, the CEOs, the governments, the everything, and criminalize that kind of um, uh, 
abuse to the world and so people are doing wonderful things wonderful things and it's up to us not just to sit back and go that's nice step up even if it is just in a donation step up be a part of it because you live here too so um, these shows are channeling ascensions here on selfdiscoveryradio.com we bring something beautiful and and some awesome people to you every single week very often Othella comes through and speaks she didn't today but you can listen back to some other shows and hear her plus also you can hear channeling on um, and other things that she does on othella.org and uh, we invite you to come back every week and, and expand your wings and stepping into your channel and understand that we need you and we need you to be as awesome and abundant as you can because your cut will run off over and it benefits everybody so please um, tune in every week to see what we can bring you here in channeling ascensions and selfdiscoveryradio.com thank you cliff and thank you christina thank you. Um, this has been a delight Thank you so much for having me on again, Sarah. I really appreciate um, it. I'm honored. Thank you so and, much. And please go back and listen to his first show because you'll see his journey into acting. And, uh, and it's been quite phenomenal because Aww. when he started out here, he didn't know he was going to be over here. Yeah. And that's the thing about the journey of life and that self-discovery is all the beautiful chapters in our own book and allowing it to happen and look where he is now. Yeah. Oh, awesome, right. right? So please maybe, go back and listen to that. Maybe come out and, and shine yes. with all yes. his wisdom, Cliff. Yes. That's just beautiful. As I said, there's a whole new chapter for Cliff that's coming yeah. up that's going to take him on a completely raised vibration. And... Mm. Uh, yeah, you, you will be that channeler of wisdom, which will be beautiful. Thank you, so, guys. It's been an honor. Thank you yeah, so much. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, well, bye for now, then. Peace yes, and love and, and light. Absolutely. <laughs> Until next time, folks. Bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcasts, and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.